It's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. Stay wise to the times is the game Relationships and money talk in the old way Oh, and if you didn't hear the name Just them wise girls Hey y'all, I'm Laura Wise And I'm K-Ray Wise Ryan And we are Dim Wise Girls Dim Wise Girls is a podcast that explores the experiences of the everyday black woman We invite you into our sister space where we explore our authentic selves and ask the questions that go beyond the cliche answers. Real sisters, spin facts, and seeking truth. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to today's episode of Dim Dim Wise Girls. Girls. I'm your girl, Laura Wise. And I'm K-Ray Wise Ryan. And today's episode is called, You Need to Cut It. You Need to Cut It! Boom, boom. Boom, cut it, cut it, cut it. That price is way too high. You need to cut it. Actually, uh, we're not talking about that type of cut it, but, you know, basically, we want to talk about cutoff culture. I feel like I see so many people talk about, like, you know, the boundaries and the worth and the I don't have to have this in my space. And what me and Carrie thought about when we thought about cutoff culture was that we don't understand it because maybe we don't have enough friends. Right, yeah. Or in your case, K-Ray. Any friends? Yeah, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to be the one to say it. <laughs> 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 Ah, yeah. I know. I don't be understanding it. The circle be too small. I'd be like, cut off. Who? My sister? My mother? <laughs> <laughs> my niece? Oh, my niece. <laughs> my best friend who left me for Atlanta some years ago. <laughs> you still talk every, like, yeah, we talk all, times a week. Yeah, we talk all the time. You're not we're still We're still close. We're still close, even though, you know. Yeah. He's in Atlanta, but. We yeah. grown-ups. People move. People move. The love is there. That's all that's that's matter, and we're there for each other, so. But still, I'd be like, I don't understand this. I don't be letting people in. I don't not be letting people in, but, you know, when you're introverted and, you know, stuff like that, it's it's harder to click with people easily. And I guess you just don't be feeling like, oh, this is someone nice. Let's hang out. Like, you know, it don't be happening so easily. So. I think it's hard to make friends know. as an adult. That too. That too. I think it's a challenge. You have to have like the same interest and the same. I promise I feel like all my friends I've acquired accidentally. Like we were in the same space, probably poetry, mm-hmm. but we were in the same space and it was kind of like we started talking to each other and then we started hanging out and then it was just like, oh, we friends. We friends. <laughs> we cool. We cool. Yeah. So. And, but I'm st- I still don't have a bunch of friends. I'm still not, you know, like 50, 60 friends deep. Yeah. Where I got to be cutting somebody off every week. Or a bunch of acquaintances. No, Like no. a bunch of a close acquaintances where it's like, oh, 
Yeah, you know, she ain't even. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I just be hearing people. I you just see people all the time. You hear people all the time. I'm like, mm, they getting ready to cut off. I'm getting ready to cut some people out of my life. And I'd be like, you say that like every other month. How many people are in your? <laughs> how many people are in your life that you can cut somebody off like every other week? Mm-hmm. I'm afraid for you. Every time somebody when I encounter people like that, I be thinking, I'm afraid for you. How many people are around you that you can cut somebody off every week? I would literally be with no one. I'd have to cut you off, mom off, my child off, my bestie off. Um, after that, I mean, the list is getting short. I yeah. Mean, you know, I'm left with me. <laughs> I know. No, I have more friends than that. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I feel like also I think I have very realistic. The older I get, the more realistic my expectations get mm-hmm. to the point where I don't even think I discuss my disappointment in others with others i just kind of behaviorally notice like your capacity like this is your capacity yeah and then i just like i live with it like oh this show is this what you have to offer that's cool i'll find ways that that works in my life Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't when i see you in the streets hey girl i ain't seen you in a minute okay yeah i don't i don't think there's a need to be like i gotta cut you out of my i mean like come on like, I'm disappointed by the barista at Starbucks. I'm not cutting them out. I'm just going to ask for what I want or I'm going to go to a different Starbucks. Like, I don't. I, and that's how I treat, like, the real people I interact with to the point where I feel like some. Now, my best friend, she's a friend maker. She's going to be like, no, I ain't. She's in comparison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. In comparison, I'm usually somewhere on the sidelines when my best friend is, like, networking and talking to people and, like, making new friends. And I'm thinking, like, we got to make a new friend. Yeah. That's usually my attitude internally. I'm thinking, like, just because I don't know if I'm guarded. I don't know if church did this to us either where we just kind of, like, sit back and, like, behaviorally scope out the scene. Mm -hmm. And then we just kind of be like, hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting behavior. And then you just, you go on about your business. Yeah. I don't, and we're not even super close with, like, our cousins and stuff like that to the point where we'd have to be like, I need to cut y'all off. Yeah, I always wonder if they're talking about, like, extended family, family, like, extended family, or if they have a really big family. You know, there's a lot of people, and I don't understand that either because we're not real close with our cousins and stuff like that because we didn't grow up close to each other and stuff. So, um, yeah. And people moved. Even cousins that lived closer moved, moved away. Moved away, yeah. And, yeah, I don't, I mean, there are people who probably made their way out of my life. And you can't come back in. Yeah. But I don't think I necessarily had to cut you off. Life did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I think life naturally takes us into places where people just no longer serve purpose in your life. Yes. yes. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, you both recognize it. Like, hey, I'm into macrame. You're into drug dealing. We really <laughs> can't hang out all the time because we just don't have common interests. <laughs> that was a, that was drastic. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was drastic. I don't see what I'm saying. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when, when the parallels are that stark, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just it just reveals itself. Yeah. I don't think you have to feel like, Mm-mm. and the older I get, the more, the, how can 
And I put this without sounding like I'm a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Uh, speak uh, your truth no. yeah. <laughs> I think the older I get The less I feel I used to be like such a cusser out Like I'm gonna let you know about yourself Okay yeah And I don't let people know about themselves anymore I feel like mm, you live with you You know you Yeah. You know you Now I know you So now it's my choice mm-hmm. On what I do with this information Yeah But I don't necessarily feel like I gotta I'm cutting you off. I don't owe you previous versions of myself, but I don't know if I necessarily got to cut you off in this, like, big machete way. Like, yeah. Whack, 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 whack. I mean, I just don't have nobody to cut off like that. Hmm. Yeah. I know. I don't know either. I to enough people, we gonna have to work it out. Yeah. It I out. definitely feel like I've worked out some things. Uh, I, I feel like at certain points... When you don't have a bunch of people to cut off, you, you're you forced to have conversation. Like, mm-hmm. hey, actually, this thing happened the other day. I was a little bothered by it. Let's squash this. Yeah. I don't know. Me and you don't even fight, like, hardcore anymore. Like, we fought a lot when we were younger. Yeah, we fought a lot when we were young. I but... think we've been together for so long now. You know. <laughs> I know. 33 years. Um, <laughs> our fighting is kind of different. It's like a... It's like a... <laughs> yeah. And then we move on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's over It's over very quick. It's very quick, you know. It's very quick. It's very like, what are you going through today? Uh, what's happening? What's Okay, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very quick. Um, Maybe in our 20s we might have been like, you're in a bitch right now. And then we just move on. <laughs> I think the last fight we got in was over the damn DVD that we got when we got on this ride in Gatlinburg. Oh, that DVD. I'm mad Chip lost that damn DVD. It was hilarious. He just had to have it. Because y'all wanted to put that on Facebook. and You were so I mad did, about that. I was so mad. God, it was so funny. I did not want that video of me on that <laughs> ride. Well, I was praying. I was praying. I was praying. To God. To God. Um, but, yeah. To not die on a slingshot ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember that. I mean, when I was still living at home, we probably got in, you know, fight about clean you cleaning up. Cleaning up or something Tell like that. the world but. I'm messy. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Now you're starting a fight. No, um, or it's something fine. about the bathroom. But, you know, nothing... No, like, serious, like, I don't want to fuck with my sister no more type shit. No, no, no. Just light, petty stuff. Yeah, usually. Because there's some very people who are not close with their siblings at all, you know. I know. I'm so glad it's just you and me, though. I feel like if there were more siblings... It would change the dynamic. It would change the dynamic. Yeah. I'd be grateful that we don't have more. If there was a third or a fourth or ooh, fifth, sixth, you know, many more. Many more. I know. I think about that when I think about... Dad sibling um, dynamic. I'd be yeah. like, we'd be like, we glad it's just you and me. I know, <laughs> we do, we do, we do. Family like, girl, I'm glad it's just you, you and me. me. Only you and me to duke this out. Yeah, it's only you and me to fight about it. Like, yeah, it can only go for so far and so long. Yeah, there's only so much blame to spread. And like, look, you gonna do it? I'm gonna do it. It's like flip a coin. <laughs> but when you add more people to the mix, yeah, it's more. It's definitely more, yeah, complicated. I feel like even when I feel like 
a person in my life is presenting themselves in a way that makes me feel like I'm not dealing with this yeah. anymore. Um, I'm going to behave a different way, but I don't know if I necessarily need to bring it to you unless you are generally sitting around wondering, like, what did I do? But if I feel like I am occupying no space in your life to the point where you feel like, God, Laura's not here. What? What's going on? Why is she not here? You know what I mean? Unless you are inquiring why I'm not there. If mm-hmm. I feel like it ain't even crossed your mind, what is there to squash? I yeah. will be cordial when I see you. Yeah. I think the older I get, the actually the more grace I have for people. Because you get older and you just realize we all just out here winging this shit. And (laughs) (laughs) we all out here winging it. We all dealing with several different variables in our life that would make us act a certain way or do a certain thing. And I just think that, you know, when you see what somebody's able to give, you just roll with that. You just understand, like, yo, this is what they've got. This is what they got going on. I can't expect a whole lot from them, you know? I can't rely on them to serve a need in my life. Like, that's that's not the person for that. Yes. Sometimes you know? I see other people get frustrated. Like, I ain't asking so-and-so to do this no more. And I be thinking, but you saw this person didn't have the capacity to do that. Why'd you ask them for that? Yeah. That's where I get complacent perplexed that it'd be like so you saw it i saw right you see this you see this person cannot do this why'd you ask him to do it yeah Mm-hmm. you just know you know you know you know in uh <laughs> a thin line between love and hate when um regina king asked martin lawrence martin lawrence asked regina king like, like do you trust me and she was like yeah, I trust you because I know you ain't going to do nothing but uh, be Darnell. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, I know I'm going to trust you to be you. And I, when I come to learn what you're capable of, you have a capacity to do, then I trust that that's, that's where you're going to be. You know what I'm saying? Look, I don't ask all my friends for the same things because that it might not be your individual strength. I got friends that are good at I got a friend that's going to shop with you. I got a friend that's going to pray with you. I got a fr- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every friend serves a different purpose. And not just every friend, every child. Mom says, you know, if I need to get dressed, if I need to organize something, um, if, you know, organize an event, uh, <laughs> if I need certain things done, I'm going to ask you. And if I need somebody to put something together to find something, I'm going to ask Kay You know what I mean? Like, when you have that, if I want anything done, period, I'm not going to ask Caitlin. I'm not asking my daughter. My daughter is not a do do me a favor kind of friend. If I need her to do my eyebrows, she will do that for me. Mm-hmm. But it's other things like, Caitlin, could you be kind today? Get, oh, girl. That's a gamble. Caitlin, could we, like, you know, be in a good movie, happy, have some good times, mm-hmm. you Actually, know. that's going to make it Roll with worse. the punches. <laughs> like, yo, we can do we can together. Can we be flexible? Flexible? No. 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 Absolutely not. If I need any of those things, just don't bring her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do not count on it. It, no, not through thick and thin. <laughs> this is a friendship <laughs> that will end. Oh my God! When you are weak, I will be paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Oh, ooh, that's, <laughs> Jesus Lord, oh, help us, because uh, <laughs> uh, I wish that wasn't the truth, but it, it is. is. Yeah. 
somehow that is my fault, but I don't remember intentionally doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we got to understand each other's capacities. Yeah, it it sets us up for being for being less aggressive about it. Because I feel like the cutoff is super aggressive. Like, I'm cutting people out today. It'd be like, girl, who is over there? It is. It's like they, they it's like a purge. People take it like a purge. Mm-hmm. Like you would purge your closet. Like I purge my home. Like when I get overstimulated and frustrated with like mess and just stuff in my home, I'm, I'd be like, I just want it. I'd be getting ready to throw away good stuff. I'd be wanting to just throw it over the balcony. Just get out. Okay, Ray. Get rid of that. K-Ray is not We're going to be a minimalist house. We're going to throw away everything. K-Ray will throw away every damn thing. And I then will not. you'll be looking for it like, where? And you remember she got rid of it. You'll be like, look, I wanted that. Mm-mm. No, you didn't need it. That's how people be doing people in their life. I'm starting to see why you ain't got no friends. No, I'm just like. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about physical material stuff. I'm just about to. I'm just messing with you. Um, but that's how they be doing people. They be like, you know what? I'm just, overstimulated. I'm just get that rid of it. That means too many people were over there in the first place, though. Yeah. That means too many people were over there in the first place. I, I strongly believe that. If you can cut somebody off every week, every, mo- every month, every quarterly. If you cutting off people quarterly. Quarterly, yeah. Once every three months. It was way too many. Like... I don't know. Maybe you have a different idea of friendship than I do. Because, like, yeah, I think that that's the thing, too. Friendship is a very sincere thing to me. And then, like, to be in my sisterhood circle, that's even, like, more minute, like, mm-hmm. small. It. I don't want to be overwhelmed by my friendship circles. Like, because I want to be a good friend, I prioritize it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To be present in people's lives, to show up. And, you know, the older you get, the harder it is to show up anyway and be, like, thoughtful and intentional with it. I can't be thoughtful and intentional with 20 people. Yeah. I can't. Like, everybody is talking about, like, all these open and polyamorous relationships. And I be thinking, but on the level that I want to give, I can't add more people to that equation. It's going to be harder to give that to one person. Yeah. So... Like in that situation, I feel like my friendship situations are just the same. Like, look, I plan to give, be involved, be be intentional in this space. Mm-hmm. And like, and then once you have a friend, you love them, you love their family. Yeah. Like that that just throws out such a wide net. Oh yeah. That like how can you possibly have too many if you're cutting people off all the time? It was too many people over there in the first place. You were on a you were a friend hoarder. A friend, friend hoarder. hoarder. Oh. Are you a hoarder of people? Do you just keep collecting people and people and people and people? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, are you are you a hoarder of people? Are you just collecting people? And why are you collecting them? What makes you feel like you need all these people? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. I am a friend minimalist. A friend minimalist. I'm like those. I'm like those Rebecca's on YouTube who only wear navy black and their color is brown. I can't. <laughs> I can't. They're like, I'm gonna add a color. This is a very pale pink shirt, damn near be white. But they'd be like, this is my pop of color. 
I love them. I'm sorry. I, I do. I love those videos. Anyway. Yeah, do but, you also think it's kind of like the passive aggressive way to like cuss someone out? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not even going to cuss them out. I'm just going to cut them off. I ain't going to show up for them no more, you know, or I'm just going to like, you know. They, people might tell the people that they're cutting them off like, look, this ain't going to. I ain't doing this no I ain't more. doing this It no does more. feel passive aggressive because... Like, are you having the conversation with someone? Yeah. I wonder if they're having conversations about it or if they're just like, you know. I think if you're a collector of people, I don't think you are having the conversation. Not all the time. Yeah. No. I think hmm. I think people like talking, but I don't know if they like communicating. No. Because communicating is much harder than just talking. Yeah. And if you just cut people off, you don't have to talk to them. You can be yeah. like, I just stopped showing up. I just stopped coming around. And really, I don't know if people who are who have that active mentality are really considering if the people that you're no longer showing up for even notice. Mm, yeah. Like, what if you're cutting these people off and feeling like, well, I don't show up for them no more, and they don't even know. Yeah. Like, because that means that it does something for me. And, like, why am I exerting this energy? This person doesn't even care. Yeah. And I need that energy back. Like, I'm going to need that energy to clean the bathroom. K-Ray's mad at me. I'm going <laughs> to need that energy to cook dinner. I'm going to need that energy to put into a project. I'm Like, I need that energy. I can't be exerting energy being upset with people who probably don't even know that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Or exerting energy into removing myself from people's lives who I really wasn't invested in anyway. What is your idea of friendship? What is the commitment level that you are making that you can always be exiting people's lives? Yeah. But I don't mm. know because I'm I'm quite often I'm not entering. Girl, I'm I think I'm more perplexed than you. So <laughs> I'm I'm not entering. But I think I because I know what I plan to be in a person's life for friendship. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know I know what I plan to give, to show up as. And I know I can't do that for a bunch of people. Yeah. But maybe because I'm, like, an introverted extrovert. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm that in-between space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what did confirm that the cutoff, being, like, excessively cut off was this article that I just read on studybreaks.com. And it's actually a really good article. It's the Nine Signs... You might be the toxic one. And I love it. I love this article. Um, Let's see. By the time you enter adulthood, you realize that most people suck. (laughs) (laughs) You've had a few failed friendships or toxic relationships, and you can quickly identify the areas in which your parents fell short, and you've had the unfortunate pleasure of dealing with the general public. (laughs) Uh, it said something interesting, though, about incessant Facebook posts from the one guru on your friends list urge you to immediately rid yourself of toxic people. Inner reflection is important, too. Look in the mirror. Are any toxic qualities you haven't realized you possess? How do people perceive you? Can your behavior and interaction with others be better? So what's number one? You're quick to remove people from your life. One of the millennial hallmarks is what I like to call the cutoff culture. When disagreements occur with friends, family members, or romantic partners, some people, including me, don't hesitate to end the relationship. 
Mm -hmm. Cutting someone off can feel empowering because you're refusing to be held hostage by emotional attachments. However, the impulsive mindset demonstrates a lack of maturity and poor conflict resolution skills. Mm. Like I said, are you talking or are you communicating? Because mm. communicating is a whole motherfucking task. Yeah. It's a whole task. Mm -hmm. When I realize, like, oh, something hurt my feelings or, oh... That kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I need to have a conversation with so-and-so. I am annoyed by it. I am like, damn it, I don't even want to have this conversation. You don't want to deal with it. I don't even want to deal with it. But I know it's necessary to deal with. Yeah. Because I don't want it constantly making me feel a certain kind of way with new stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sweep it under the rug. I want to deal with it. So I'm not sitting around, five years ago, you made me feel, oh, my God. I. Those people I do cut off. <laughs> Oh, those it. are the people I ain't gonna lie if you are one of those people who like doesn't want to hash things out or can't let something go and then you bring it up 10 years later yeah I'd be mad than a mug it'd be like we could have already squashed this gonna squash this we could have already squashed this Ooh. why why yeah I like that I think that's true people don't want to be held hostage emotionally so it's like yo this is this is this is affecting my being. This is like got me up and down. And this is this person even necessary in my life? You know what? I might just cut this whole thing off. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what's being held hostage? What? Uh, getting mad something about it on a Wednesday in 1992 and not talking about it until 2003. <sighs> <laughs> That, that's a hostage situation. It is a hostage situation. You'll be like, why am I in here? And how do we get back to this year? But, but, I mean, I know that's a, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing we people do. And, you know, we do those things, hold on to something for a long time. And it's like, is the per the person didn't hold you hostage. You held yourself hostage. <gasps> okay, Ray, you so deep. They, they, you do, you are, you holding yourself hostage by one, not bringing it up, not dealing with that uncomfortable feeling of bringing it up and talking about it, trying to communicate mm. and hash it out. It's a fact. Okay, second sign that you're the toxic one. You don't hold yourself accountable. Baby, baby. All these things are, are reading this article is like irking my nerves because it's bringing up so many like triggering things. Mm -hmm. Um, in relationships that I have with other people who I understand their limitations, but still, this gets on my nerves. Um, I feel like with age, holding yourself accountable becomes like a part of the process, doesn't it? Yeah. You hope. You hope, you hope, you hope. You become more aware of it. You become more aware that you need to do more. <laughs> you may not be fully engaging in it yet, but I think the older I get, it's like, yeah, come on now. Come on, hold yourself accountable. Come on now, now. you took a part in this. Come you on play now, on this. you might you might just skim across it like, yeah, I need to hold myself accountable. But I'm gonna hold that another day. I'm gonna wait another day for that. But you know, you I think you do become more aware of it. Like yeah, I I played along in this. I yeah. think I did realize that about a lot of my past relationships. Like I'm really not upset or bitter with them. A because none of them. None of those places. No, no, none of those relationships were gonna put me in a place that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. At this moment right now in my life, when I'm living my best one, um, I mean, the only thing that can make my life much, much better is money. 
money, put it in there, Jesus. But uh, <laughs> money, money and financial stability will make my life money, please. Real golden, real just got golden. But um, but when I realized, like, I took a part in the roles in the relationships that were even like abusive or toxic. Of like, I played into it. And once you find your role in it, there's room for grace. Mm. There's room for grace. There's room for acceptance. There's room for forgiveness when you find out what role you played in something. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that was both of us, my friend. That was both of us. Like, yeah. don't come back over here. But that was both of us. Mm-hmm. So, it's a ne- but if you're not ever seen, like, how you played a role in it, you're going to always be a victim. Hmm. You're going to always be a victim. You're going to always be the, oh, it's me. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my God. I be feeling like, get out of here. Cut it out. (laughs) Uncle Joey, cut it out. Get that out of here. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it's also a way to, like, I find that people who like to do this fake accountability, like, it was me. I did it. I think that... The fake accountability is kind of like trying to shut down conversation. Oh, yes. If yes. you take some fake accountability uh-huh. in it, we can stop talking about this. Oh, you, girl, you, you just hit something right there. You just hit, that is, mm, mm, mm. it's deep, not deep down, hit deep down. Yes, that is, I think that is true. It's like, why are you there taking are people this fake accountability? Who will, who will be like quickly to say, you know, oh, it's my fault. I'm wrong. And yeah, they do. It shuts down the conversation. It shuts down the communication. It shuts down really like. It's avoidance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is avoidance at like the most manipulative level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, number three. You're jealous of other people's accomplishments. Mm. Mm. I think jealousy is a little natural. I think if you don't tap into, like, why do I feel this way? It'll become toxic. Oh, yeah. You really do have to think about when you feel that little twinge of, like, um, jealousy or envy. You have to really think about, like, oh, why am I feeling that way? Yeah, I think jealousy is kind of, like, it's natural. It's not necessarily... I think it's a little healthy, too, to acknowledge, like, you know what? When I saw that, it made me realize that I don't have this, or I want this, or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you get, if you can feel those things, then I don't think jealousy is such a bad thing, but I think if you let it motivate you in negative ways, then yes, this is toxic. Yeah. This is, you need to get your life. Get your life! Yeah, you need to get it. Uh, what's number four? Number four. You constantly have a negative attitude. Mm. See why I don't let people in the circle? Negative Nancy. Circle of trust. Circle of trust. Circle of what? trust. What is that? Is that in a movie? It why is. does that sound so familiar? Meet the parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Robert De Niro talking about, do you want to be in the circle of trust? Yeah, if you constantly have a negative attitude, I cannot let you in the circle of trust. Mm. I can't. I mean, we can hang out, and I'll mentally understand, like, so-and-so is regularly negative. Mm-hmm. Um, if you find me in a conversation where you are talking a lot and you are bringing up lots of negativity, 
Just know, I know that you know that I know you negative. <laughs> you negative. And I'm just going to let you get all of this out of your system. I'm going to make some great suggestions. And then I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. Uh, I, I understand that it's easy to get into negative spaces. Mm-hmm. I even see, understand the need to kind of like flesh out some of the negative thoughts in your mind mm-hmm. so they can, I always say, better out than in. Sometimes people say things and they'd be like, that was, did you say that out loud? And I know culture right now is kind of like, don't say the bad things. But I feel like better out than in, Shrek was right. Get that out of your system. Get it out of your mind. Let it out so you can actually hear how that sounds. Yeah. And then correct it. Yeah. Correct it immediately. Let it out. Correct it. But don't just, like, if you hear, like, a positive conversation happening and you got you got the one negative, hold, reserve your negative comment for later. Please. Reserve the negative comment, the negative energy. Get it. Cut it out. Cut it out. Negative. Number five. You're the center of the universe, baby. Center of the universe, yeah. She's got style, she's got grace, she's Miss USA. She's the center of the universe. (laughs) Man, it'd be like, is anything going on but you? Is anything going on but you? What I really, sometimes mommy does this, I love her though. Um... It'd be like, how do you bring it back to you? We'd be way out in left field. And somehow, no matter what we talk about, <laughs> we can get back to you. It's just like, is this a news report? It'd be like, back to studio. Like, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the time. Uh, back to studio. It'd be like, um, that, um, that everything is my fault mentality. <laughs> Oh my god. No matter no matter how far away from me it is, it's my fault. It's my fault. Like what? 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 What are you talking about? Come back to the center of the conversation and get out of the center of yourself. <laughs> oh. Okay, number 6, you're manipulative. Manipulation. I think previous cases of manipulation in my life have made me even worse of a friend maker. Yes, yes. If I even feel like the lightest drizzle of manipulation, I'm out. I'm out. I've shut down. I'm no longer mentally checked in. I'm gone. I'm like, was that a hint of manipulation? Matter of fact, I am so burned by manipulation that like when people seem outwardly too nice mentally on the inside, I'm thinking, what do you want? What do you want? Why are you over here? Why you wanna play your games on me? It's it's a thing. Um, it's skilled. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why you gotta be on the lookout for it, cause it's a skill. Manipulation, boy. It could be covert. It could be obvious. It could be oblivious. It could be there. <laughs> it could be there. And I'm always shadow boxing with people's forms of manip. Bruh, sometimes I be getting manipulated. I be in the center of it, like. Wait a minute, did I miss, is this a new form of manipulation? I'm going to give you what you need right now, manipulator. But uh, just trust and believe, you ain't going to get over on me again the same way. You want to come up with a new tactic. You want to come up with a new tactic. Do you feel like you find yourself in the center of manipulation? I was trying to think if I have, I mean... 
Not, not off the top of my head. I don't think so. Other than with Caitlyn. She's a man. I love my daughter. But she is. I love my niece, but... She's a master manipulator. It's an o- She's an only child mm-hmm. in the midst of lots of adults. She's a master manipulator. Yeah. She couldn't operate on a child's mental game playing level. <laughs> Where were the other children for her to manipulate? She didn't need to manipulate them. She needed to manipulate the grown-ups. Yeah. I need that sucker. And somebody told me, no, how am I going to get a yes? I hope she turns that into good in her life. I, I hope she figures out how to use that on like a corporate business uh, level. Boss level. Bruh, uh, because yeah. she'll be running the world. Because Caitlin is a ma- You'll be like... And then you be, I said, you be in the center of manipulation. Like, how did you come up with this new tactic? Yeah. How did we get, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love you, though, but yeah. Master. Manipulation. I love my child to death. I'll fight. I don't play about this one here, but uh, watch your back. <laughs> watch your back. Caitlin's watch your back. Caleb is a master manipulator. Keep one eye open. open. She will get you. She wants what she wants, and she will find a way to get it. Mm. Lord help us. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay, number seven. Okay. You're judgmental. Some people do arts and crafts, and we judge. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, judgmental. Being overly critical can land you in toxic territory. Yeah, I used to be a lot more judgmental. You think so? Oh, yeah. It really didn't show up till I had some friends. I didn't realize mm. it was judge being judgy-wudgy until, like, I had, like, a social circle. Because mm. when there's no one around to go, damn, that, damn, <laughs> okay, that hurt my feelings. Uh, when there was no one around to, like, say that, I think... It just felt powerful. It felt like, oh, these are my thoughts. And <laughs> That's funny because I feel like you always call me the judgmental one. People always call me, I think I'm the judgmental one. I just said some people do arts and crafts and we just, actually, we do arts and crafts and we judge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. But I think you, you're considering how you don't judge strangers. But you just... Ah, oh, okay. Uh, okay. I yeah. Okay. I see. That's because I love y'all, and I want y'all to be better. <laughs> mm. <laughs> talking about I judge people in my life. My, I'm talking about my close loved ones. I judge them more than I judge strangers. I got that from mother. I was about to say, okay, Alice, this sounds all <laughs> Alice-y right now. Back to studio. <laughs> Back to studio. It's because I love y'all. Mm-hmm. And I want oh, you I to want be the be best for you. Yes, yes, Alice. I know. I, I know. know. Will was trying to call me judgmental what, this last night. <laughs> what was you judging my brother-in-law? He said that he... <laughs> oh, he probably won't hear this. But he said that he went to the gas station. And he pulled up to a pump. And he was like, he's getting ready to pay. And the pump said... $40 prepaid. Already prepaid. So he said he looked around and he was like, oh, well, I'm going to go ahead and fill up. Oh, wait a minute. Are we about to incriminate him? 
<laughs> I'm about to incriminate him. No, no, I'll okay. say, I, well, I'm going to go ahead and fill up. And um, I'll just say that he was like, okay. So he get his, get his gas. And I was like, and you didn't even think to think that somebody went in there and said that they was on the wrong pump and be like, you know, said the wrong pump number. And he was like, well, you know, it ain't my fault. I said, now you know that ain't right. You know you, you know you wrong. And he was like, see, I knew I didn't want to tell you. You didn't even judge me. I was like, you should have known. I tell you, you know me. I was going to be like, now you know that wasn't right. Because if that happened to be you, you would have been a cussing and a, and a, a bruh. bruh. He would have been mad. He would have been like, you knew you ain't paid for that. Um, K-Ray, that's not your worst offense of judging. Usually you'll be in the midst of like doing something and K-Ray will judge your process. She'll be like, and why did you think this was the way to do that? And you'll be like, look, I was just over here by myself mentally processing how I could do it. I'm sorry I didn't have your perfect mythology, methodology. K-Ray, and you know, you just be like, she'll just give you this look like peasants. Let me do it. That's the type of judging K-Ray is. Like, are you over here doing this wrong? Okay, let's move on. Number eight. Mm. (laughs) You enjoy gossiping. I just want to say, as far as gossiping goes, right, is it gossiping if me and the person that I'm with both saw this happen? We didn't say that when it was happening, but now we have private time alone. Hello. And we just want to discuss, did you see what I saw? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think, did you see what I saw is gossiping. Yeah. If both parties are there and both parties are discussing what they had saw. It's not gossiping. I don't know if it's gossiping. I, I, don't I just want to put that out for the record. That usually I only discuss when me and another person saw with our eyes. <laughs> You know what I mean? Who you gonna believe me or your lying ass? I just wanna know. Did you see what I saw? That's not gossip. That's a discussion. Okay. Anyway, that's confirming the facts. But for some stuff you didn't see, no. I don't like. I didn't witness news. I didn't. Yeah. If you see something on your own and then go run tell that to somebody else, then you know. Especially if you running and you feel like you running to tell any old body who will listen. And what you telling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're telling something like deep personal, yeah. personal issues. Something you know with somebody else. Shared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you toxic. Yeah. Okay, you have a quick temper is number nine. If you have a quick temper, mm-hmm. you might be the, the toxic one in this cutoff culture situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Quick temper. Yeah. I mean, that, baby, you got to be slow to anger because, first of all, you might not know what's happening. You ever get mad at something and realize you don't know what's happening? And then you find out what's happening and you be like, oh, 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 I need to calm down. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to calm Yeah. Down. My bad, y'all. My bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens to mamas a lot. You be like, what the, what, what, what's going on in here? And your child be like, this is what's happening. You be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get mad. I just... I was confused about what I was seeing and experiencing. Yeah. I think some people are real quick. You'd be like, in, you don't even be all the way through the thing happening. 
and it already be mad. You be like, look now. Yeah. Can we even find out what's going on before you get mad? Yeah. Can I finish this sentence before you get mad? Why are you mad again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even able to like try to process your anger because you always angry. This your mood. This the place you'll be at. Yeah. So, yeah. If this is where you live, maybe I just don't want to come over here. And some people don't seem to think that those quick tempers and those, like, argumentative demeanors are emotionally and mentally draining. Oh, my God. Like, they just be like, what? I don't even understand what's going on. Why you looking so wore out? Uh, because you taking me through a verbal battle. Like, what the hell? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are literally like, you're exhausting uh, me mentally. I'm exhausted. Especially when that's not a space you desire to be in all the time. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, I'm sorry, I am not a real house of Atlanta. We need to dial this back. Right, right. We need to dial this I'm back. I'm not on that love and hip-hop type of energy. Like, mm-hmm. no, no thank you. Why are we still talking about this? Ooh. If we cannot resolve this with constructive conversation, I don't want to come. Mm-mm. I remember noticing that a neighboring neighborhood... I was like, oh, I thought it was just me talking smack. But y'all just be ready to fight. Like, you can say anything. I love I love Lincoln Heights. I love everybody in Lincoln Heights. But y'all know y'all be ready to fight. So, up the street, you know what I mean? I'm a little hood adjacent. Up the street, Lincoln Heights. I love all my Zone 15 comrades. But y'all be ready to fight. It be like, yo, your shoe untied. They be like, what, what, what? I was like, why is this whole neighborhood ready to fight anytime you say anything? And one of my friends came over for the holidays, and he was like, oh, so y'all just talk to each other like this? Like, y'all just say stuff to each other? Because, like, we would have been outside fighting. I was like, yes, Lincoln Heights, I know y'all would have been outside fighting. But you can, like, say words to each other without this escalating <laughs> to physical altercations. And I started to realize, like, maybe they just don't have the 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 language to go back and forth with each other. So once you've heard something you don't like, it's instantly. It's instantly. It's, it's, it's on the site. Box. It's on site. It's we, on site. We got to go. We got to go right now. Like, we ain't about to continue talking when I can beat you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it was like, oh, I don't understand this world. Why would we, why would we be like, why would we do this? Um, why would words escalate to physical altercations? Just think of a better way to come back. Laura's saying that because she she knows how to verbally assault someone. <laughs> Physically assault. Maybe not. But she can she can never cut you. Cut you with them words. She's like, that's where I'm an athlete anyway. So why we gotta take this to hands? Cause I'm a mm, I'm gonna make these words hurt worse than a punch. But I found that I don't have to say a whole bunch to do that. <laughs> I don't. Because I'm going to cut you to your soul. How about that? I'm going to have you go home thinking about this. <laughs> or have you at home reevaluating your whole life, your whole being. You have to buy a Yann Van Sant book after this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, have, I, have, I feel like I have pulled, I've dialed back a lot. Yeah. I've dialed back a lot. I've, I found I don't always have to say it. Mm-hmm. 
And even I, even though I've dialed back, people still be like, Lord, I be like, what? I already don't say as much as I used to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it is exhausting because the back and forth is exhausting. So, baby, think about all these things when you think about this cut-off culture. You got you got to think about all these things. This is this is the work, actually. Yeah, this is the work. I think so. Ooh. See, I'm I'm already wore out. Just like this conversation just already wore you out. Yeah, like you know me. Okay, right? No. <laughs> yes, you. It don't take much to wear you down mentally. You be like, "Ooh, gotta already go back home and recharge." Ooh. Introvert mode <laughs> activating. Right now, just thinking about the people in your life who are argumentative, and it's like a sport for them. And it's like, I, I can't. I can't. I didn't, I, I don't want to play a sport. I just want to say the words and move on. No. No. Def, no, some of this list was triggering for me. Like, that one person was doing that thing. Um, yeah. It, it was, it was like, I think what's truly exhausting me about not being such a cutoff culture person is that when I do find my space, when I do find myself in a space with people that I feel like, man, if I did not have to, I would not. <laughs> well, what, yeah, what do you think about, like, more serious stuff? Like, I know a lot of people have uh, contentions with their family. There's, like, deep-rooted, like, bitterness and anger and deceit and things with, like, people in their family, like their, clo- like, their immediate family and they feel like they need to cut them off because it's just not healthy anymore. I think the space is necessary because I always say participation is optional. Like this love for you can be unconditional. The participation is optional. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes you do need to remove yourself from the situation. Like, look, I'm not gonna keep going back and forth with you on this level. And then you set that hard boundary like, look, if this is how you plan to come over here, mm-hmm. stay over there. Mm-hmm. The door and the the door is open. The love is here, but don't come through the threshold unless you know that the foolishness you want got to stay over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna participate in it with you. I know I'm definitely in that space with some family members. Like, look, the participation, I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't wanna. I don't want to have to keep coming down here to you yeah, on this level. And I don't care if this is how we've always operated. I don't want to operate like this no more. The door is open. The love is here. And if you want to come back through the door on something else or bring some communication in some space where we could really have a, you know, hey, you did this. I did that. My bad. So bad. Let's not do that again. But let's move forward in a new way. Yeah. That is open, but the participation to come with you in this space and give you what you've always had or enable you in the same ways that you've always been enabled, I no longer participate in that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Not on your birthday, my birthday, Jesus' birthday. Uh, Nobody's. We're going to have to do something else and move in a new way because what we've been doing ain't working. 
Mm-hmm. And if you choose not to come back through the door after I set the boundary, yeah, that's a choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely more, I think it's definitely a different situation when you're talking about something, you know, really like like tr- deep, deep hurt or abuse, um, you know, deception and things like that. When you're talking about that, I think it's a different situation where you had to really like, <laughs> you really may have to make that choice where it's like, I can't allow you into my life in this capacity anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I can love love you, but like you said, like I can't have you, you know, in my close quarters because it's just super unhealthy and super hurtful and, you know. Especially because I feel like a lot of times we get in these situations with family particularly Mm -hmm. where we kind of got to allow certain people to be the way they are. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this person needs to be this way. And especially when it's like an elder. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, Uncle Jared... He, you know, he's got to do this and he's got to do these things and do it this way. And we all just kind of have to run around him and accommodate it. And it's like, actually, no, we don't. Yeah. (laughs) No, we don't. We don't have to accommodate it. We don't have to make room for it. People do, grown people do what they want to do. Yeah, that they do. Grown people do what they want to do every single day of the week. Now, it might hurt your feelings that without you making these accommodations, they won't choose you. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably the most hurtful part of all, is that if I don't accommodate you, if I don't put up with your bad behavior, if I don't allow you to do these things that you do, I won't mm-hmm. even give them a label. I won't, if I, we don't allow you to do these things you do in the way that you do them, you will not choose us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hurtful. That's yeah. like, that's why everybody's running around making people feel more comfortable within bad behavior. Is because you don't want to know that without that, mm. without doing that, they won't choose you. Hmm. That's that's a hard pill to swallow. It is. But there's a freedom that you're going to get when you if, if come into acceptance of it. The acceptance of like, well, you didn't come. and then when, But then you start to know you're not coming. But you also get a freedom in knowing I'm not coming down there with you and operating on that level that makes me uncomfortable so that you can continue to behave badly but be present. Yeah. Because all you're doing is bringing bad behavior with your presence. Mm. And now I don't want to participate. I don't cut people off. I choose if I will participate or not. That's the wise fact. Boom. There it is, y'all. I think that's it. You said it. Laura, Laura put it down. She wrapped it up. <laughs> that's that's what it is right there. That's the most adult thing you can do. You don't have to cut people off. You choose if you want to participate. There's the wise moment right there. Because that's a choice. That's a choice. That's a choice. That's usually my thing. If you want to know if you effing up around me, and I don't, I don't want to say you effing up in your whole life, I'll be like, that's a choice. <laughs> that's my that's my church mother, uh, elder oh, saying. You know, they be yeah. like, bless her heart. Mine is, that's a choice. That's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. That is a choice. Baby, the love is unconditional. The participation, that's optional. 
that's optional. Oh my goodness. That's like when you see that Zoom meeting that say optional, you know you ain't coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said it was optional. Optional. Optional means I ain't got to show up. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think we can wrap this we one can up. up. That was good, girl. That was good. You, you can't really over here processing on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am. I am. I'm processing that yes. one. Yes. Go, go, go ahead and pull out y'all journals and start writing that down to yourself like, Things I no longer want to participate in. You're going you're gonna to experience such an existential version of freedom. Freedom. Matter of fact, just cut on the George Michael now. Freedom. Because I don't freedom. belong to you and you don't belong to me. Yeah, yeah. Freedom. Freedom. Now that we've officially yes. acted silly, silly. We we wanna, cool. oh, so I want to thank y'all for listening. Yes, and if you want more wisdom, you can get it in Bougie Bitch Poetry, my new book that just came out on bougiebitchpoetry.com, Amazon.com. It's out there for you. Seek the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And until next time. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Word to the wise. You can check out all of today's film and TV references, as well as where to follow Them Wise Girls on all social media platforms. In today's episode description, Them Wise Girls is a Wise One production and executive produced by Laura Wise and Catherine Wise Rhine. Our theme song was written, produced, and performed by Vibe One.